Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. With me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my story here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit that follow button. You can also watch these episodes on the Sports Card Lessons YouTube channel. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button and leave some feedback. Happy New Year. Welcome 2023. When I listened back last week's episode, I think I said that way too many times, and my apologies. Even I was getting tired of hearing 2023. So I'm going to limit. This is it. Everything else now is just a new year. Starting off this uh, first show already. I mean, first weekend into uh, the new year. First show. I'm excited for it. Uh, Saturday, January 7th, the New England Card Show at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield, Mass. I'm excited. I'm excited to get out there and uh, see everybody. It's been... It's been a while since I've done a show up this end of the state in Connecticut or Massachusetts. The last few shows I did, uh, November, December, were all in New Jersey, uh, New York. I did the Terrytown show. So uh, it's going to be nice. I mean, it's just a different crowd of people. Uh, some of the same people you see at both shows, but then it's a different crowd of people. Uh, and... Um, when I think of the shows, I think the people I'm going to see, and and I'm definitely excited. I'm excited to get out there. Um, I do have to say, uh, when I started my two weeks off from the hobby in preparation for for my move, preparing to move, and the move itself, um, initially I had FOMO. <laughs> I had serious FOMO. Uh, when I, when I taped episode, I always say tape, when I recorded episode 50, that night when I was done, I tore my office down, took all the cards out of, out of the case behind me and put it in the Zion box and broke everything down, the computer, the ring light, the speaker, everything, the microphone and packed it all up. And I have to say, after I did that, I, I like I, I could feel it. I could feel it in me that I that I had FOMO. Like I, I, it didn't even start yet. I mean, I literally I just had finished that that last episode fifty, uh, and I packed stuff up, and I, I was almost like, "What are you doing? Take it back out of the box. Set it back up. How can you put this away?" Right. Uh, and this computer here, I use for you know the. Um, for responding to everything, you know, like it's easier for me. I know I can do it on my phone, but I find it easier, uh, when I'm responding to people's comments, um, on YouTube and things like that, I find it easier just to sit down and type them out on a computer than to try to try to do it on the phone. So closing that up and putting that computer away, I knew I was literally taking myself out of the hobby for a few weeks. And uh, I, I had some, initially I had some serious FOMO. Um, it was it was strange just packing everything up, packing all my slabs up, putting them in a case, putting them in a box, 
taping up that box. And if you moved, you know what I mean. Um, not only did I have FOMO, but I seriously missed my cards. You know, when you're in the hobby and if you're anything like me, you know, you, you see those car, these cars are somewhere close to you that you see every day. And they, I had no, there were no cards. Everything was every one of my cards, including my singles boxes, everything, everything was packed up. That whole office was packed up, did not have one card to look at. Um, I missed my cards. I, and not only did I miss my cards, but after I missed my cards, I worried about my cards. I'm like, I, I, did I mark that box? Do I know where that box is? I don't want that box to be on the bottom. I want it to be stacked up top. I mean, what happens if, you know, there was a flood? I mean, just like all these silly, worryable things. And these were, you know, these are like, like things you would worry about. I, you know, I'm older. My head, my kids were younger. I mean, you're worried about certain things, but now I'm older. I mean, this is, it's, 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 these cards are like a part of me now. And, and yeah, I was a little bit of wor a little worried for them. Um, before last week's episode, uh, which was my first episode of season two, I went, you know, when we moved in and I talked about my office now, it's still not ready. Um, but we had another room that a lot of those boxes went in because there's a lot of construction going on. There's painting going on, you know, things are, th a lot of things are happening, but I went and I, you know, I labeled the box. So I know I could find the buy and I went in, I found the box and I pulled out my, uh, you know, pulled out my Zion case and, and I thumbed through my cards and, and, you know, one of the other th the reasons I, I did that at the time I did was I had purchased um, online, uh, Alexander Ovechkin card, uh, uh, a nice autographed, uh, uh, PSA graded, a, a nice card. I'll share. I don't have the card here to share with you. Um, but I waited like three or four weeks for that card to show up. And it was a card that I thought was going to show up, um, earlier than it did. Uh, and it just took long. It had to come from Canada and it had to go through customs and get across the border and, all that stuff. So it took a while to get here, but then the card showed up and I had the one card that is a beautiful card. I had this beautiful card show up and I kept moving it around. I have it on my desk. I put it over here. I put it over there because it wasn't in a case. And then I started thinking to myself, man, something bad could happen to this card. I better get this card and put it in the case. And uh, so I went and I busted out my case and, 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 you know, uh, by the time that card showed up, it was, you know, almost three weeks of the hobby break. And I didn't realize, honestly, I didn't realize how much I needed a little hobby vacation. And I'm going to call it the hobby vacation. Uh, stepping away for that time just allowed me to refocus on my collection, on my hobby direction, you know, just me and the hobby moving forward. And I talked about this on my episode last week. And there were a lot of things building up to the end of the season that I said, okay, my, you know, season two, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all these things. Uh, and I really felt it was important to talk about, you know, my changes in the hobby. But those all came because, I was able just to take a step back and really think about, 
you know, the new year, getting into the new year with, with, with the hobby and where the hobby is, where it was, how it's changed, um, and where I saw myself in the hobby. Um, changing directions of what I'm going to be PCing, um, what I'm going to be putting in my cases. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. And if you listen to the, you know, season one, in a lot of those episodes, I talked about moving in a certain direction of what I was doing. And I think if I didn't move, if I didn't take the time off, if I didn't have this little hobby vacation and just get a chance just to step back and just reevaluate everything, I don't think... I would be talking about this right now. I don't think, I think my my season one episode would have been a much different episode. I think you would have heard me talking about big cards that, um, that I want to go out and acquire. Um, so I, I just think it was so important to take this hobby vacation. I mean, so important. I felt recharged. I felt as excited as I did when I jumped back into the hobby, thinking of my new direction, the new cards I wanted to get. Now, I'd been purchasing cards all along the way, and I think subconsciously, you know, purchasing the hockey and purchasing uh, the music cards uh, and and purchasing the pop century cards, I think subconsciously I I knew that I was going to be changing a direction. Of you know, it's really hard to explain. And if you know you're in the hobby, you know this. So you go out, you go to a show, and certain cards you look at, you're like, wow, this is great. And you, sometimes you don't even know why you're buying certain cards. I, I don't know if that's happened to you. That happens to me. I see a card and I'm like, I got to have this card. I don't know why I need to have this card, but I have to have this card. And sometimes the writing's right there on the wall, but you don't read it. You see it every day and you just don't read it. And I think that's what was happening with me. I'd find myself more and more buying cards because I liked the cards and they made me feel good. But my mindset wasn't about changing the, my direction in the hobby. And I think taking that time off really allowed me to reassess what I was doing and really think about where the enjoyment was coming in the hobby. Um, I know for me in the hobby, it's people first and foremost. It's the friends I've made in the hobby. Those are over everything, over these cards, over everything else. The friends I've made in the hobby has been, you know, just huge, so important to me. Um, I love connecting with the people at the shows, uh, connecting with them online, connecting through social media. Before I jump back into the hobby, uh, I would check my Facebook maybe once a day. I didn't have an Instagram account. I wasn't part of any Facebook. Well, I, I probably was part of a couple of Facebook groups, but nothing like 
the hobby groups and how much has changed and the people that I've met. I talk to more people now daily than I ever have in my life. And it's all through this hobby. So first and foremost is the people in here. And then it's the cards. And then it's what makes you feel good, right? What keeps you here? What drives you? What, what, what gets you excited? The one thing I was happy to see returning from my little hobby vacation, getting ready for the show this weekend, was some of my card prices had rebounded. I was a little excited about that. I I I, I was coming into uh, into this expecting that I was going to be repricing my cards even lower than what they were in the last show that I did in early December. And when I pulled them out and I started looking up comps, some of the prices have gone up on the cards and and I was excited about that. You know, Mahomes, Allen, Brady, even Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. I mean, so their price, I mean, not huge, you know, nothing earth shattering, but the prices have gone up, you know, and, and I'm happy to see that. I mean, I have investments in these things and, you know, you're getting ready for a show and you have to put show, put cards in the cases. And I've talked on many episodes, uh, you know, I don't want to be that guy that the, you know, the current comp on a card is $500, but I paid $800 for it. So I'm going to put a $900, $850 price tag on it in my case and, and hope for the best. Because I, I just know that that card is just going to sit in that case and no one's ever going to buy it. Um, and if it's a card that I absolutely love, then I don't care. right? Because then I don't want people to buy it anyways. You know, moving forward, you know, I do have... Um, some Ovechkin cards that I'm going to be putting in my case. And it's not that I don't want to collect them, but there's some bigger cards that I would like, maybe move some of the smaller ones and move into, to a bigger card. Um, but I'm not letting them go. Uh, and, and I shouldn't even have this conversation because every Ovechkin card I bought, the prices are way up on them, on him right now. So, so I'm excited about that, but I'm letting, you know, I'm willing to sell a few to, to move up. There's some higher end ones that I'm interested in. And, um, you know, everybody knows in the hobby, this is what you do. You sell, sell some and buy some. It's, it's what makes you feel good. Um, but even the football, you know, the football, we're getting down to the end of the season now, you know, we're, 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 we have one more, one more week of regular, season play and then we're into the playoffs so for some of these prices on the football cards i know last year this time of year i mean football it, it was only it was burrow i think was the only price that had really jumped up and i know brady brady's prices were up last year but it was only a handful of people maybe that's it this year too you know my i've revamped my collection a little bit that you know buying some some high-end prospects and and hope that their prices are going to jump up at, at you know in the uh in the playoffs especially this year where that the prices have gone down so much i couldn't even see them getting back to their even close to their highs at any point 
And then there's those cards that went down, right? Uh, and who dropped even further than they were. Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, Mac Jones. Yeah, maybe not Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is maybe, you know, from where he was last summer to where he tanked to, um, I think he's probably holding a, about the same price. He's not rock bottom like Zach Wilson is, um, who's been benched, right? <laughs> um, and I, these were hard lessons, you know. I go through my case and I have Zach Wilson. I have a bunch of Zach Wilson. I have a bunch of Mac Jones. Uh, these were hard lessons for me. I mean, there were good lessons. There were good hard lessons for me to learn. You know, I may look back at this year, this past year, on these prospecting cards and be thankful that things went as bad as they did. And I know you might laugh at that. You might think that's funny, but I, I'm dead serious when I say that. I mean, it could be worse. Uh, you know, they I I could have done well with some of them and then really started investing and then really taken a, you know, a turn for the worst after a year or two of doing this. I'm glad in my first year I've learned some hard lessons. Um, I'm not losing my shirt by any means, right? So it's it's... It's, uh, they're good, hard lessons to learn. And then you move forward from them, right? I'm glad I learned these lessons in year one with these prospects, you know, prospecting. And, and you all know this, I've talked about this prospecting has many rabbit holes, many rabbit holes. And I went down most of them in the last year and a half, really, you know, from buying into breaks, from ripping wax, you know, just even buying and trading up into, you know, prospect, prospecting cards, you know, rookie quarterbacks, th things like that. So I've gone down a few of the rabbit holes and, you know, I learned lessons. I, I you know, the, the one saving grace I have is, was it, a, I, and I shouldn't even say the saving grace because, because I think, I think this is what I was trying to say earlier about, you know, learning this lesson early. You know, I talked about getting into one of the early breaks and getting a Mahomes on card auto number to 10, um, which I still never gotten that card. It's I'm still waiting uh, for Panini to send this card. And I call them every few months and they say, no, he hasn't come in to sign the cards yet. I can't imagine that, you know, it's been over two years and Patrick Mahomes has never been to Panini to sign a card. But uh, I, I guess it's true because um, I don't have my card and nobody else is selling that card either. Um, but hitting this early, right? Hitting this card early kept me in those breaks for a long time. And I don't think if I didn't hit that card early, I probably wouldn't stayed in the breaks as long as I did. Um, But we will wait for this card to show up and uh, I will treasure it when it does. Um, even ripping the wax, you know, I talked about people asked about, hey, you know, what's where's the best way to get wax online from retail stores. And it was part of one of my episodes where I talked about where to go, what to watch, you know, what to do. And all that is null right now. There's like these people that, you know, had these YouTube channels that were set up Wednesday mornings and telling you where, 
you know, giving the links for Target and 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 Walmart and all. I mean, they're they're not even on anymore. No, you know, you I can go walk into a Target and a Walmart right now, and there's going to be a ton of wax on the shelf. Nobody's even buying this stuff anymore. Um, you know, I think uh, people bought this. People clean these places out just to make money. To but to go to Target, buy the boxes at thirty, and sell them for fifty or sixty. I mean, this this was the thing. Uh, and then what happened was nobody was buying it anymore. People were getting stuck with this, and they're like, "Well, why bother? Why bother going and getting this and taking a chance of getting stuck with it?" Now, now these boxes just sit on the shelves. Um, every time I go into a store now, I'll, I'll see, you know, football and baseball and, and, uh, Pokemon where I used to go to there and these shelves would be just empty, just cleaned out. And, you know, they would stock on Wednesday at nine 20 or nine 15 AM. And by 10 o'clock or nine 45, the, the, the shelves would be completely empty. Um, so I know I wasn't the only one going down all these rabbit holes, Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I commend some people in the hobby that I, you know, I felt I was making good deals with, but they knew, they knew it was time to move certain players before I did. Um, some players I, you know, I took a little hit, some players I was able to get out of or, or trade out of pretty quickly. Um, but that's the hobby, right? That's the business of the hobby, knowing knowing when when to get in and when to get out. Uh, and, and I think it's a lot like a stock market, right? I, I mean, I think the difference uh, the difference in the stock market is, you know, your stocks are investments. You know, stocks aren't a hobby. I mean, they could be to somebody, but but you know, stocks are an investment. And I know a lot of people look at this hobby as an investment, but at the end of the day, it's a hobby. Um, and there are those who know in the stock market when to get in and when to get out. And there are those in the hobby who know when to get in and get out. Uh, and, and I hope to be one of those guys someday, you know, I think it's going to take a lot of years of practice, but, uh, hopefully I'll figure it out along the way too. You know, this year, my first, my first goal of the year, these first couple shows, um, is to try to liqu liquidate some of these prospecting cards that I have. Um, there is a number of cards that I've recently purchased that won't go in, that will be showcase cards, but it's just not the right time of year to, to put them in. Um, there'll be cards I'm going to hold on to you know, to put into my cases that shows down the road in future, like spring into summer. But, you know, there's a number of these cards that I just think it's time to move. So that's my goal. And I've kind of separated um, going through my my slabs and just separated the ones that they're going to end up on the discount uh, these next couple of shows and hopefully to liquidate them out. Um And take that money to reinvest into, you know, other cards that are, you know, I could say non-prospecting cards. I could say non-sports cards, whatever I decide, but something that's just going to be a better decision, money, money well spent. Um, and it's just, it's like, like anything else, 
that we do in this world. We just learn learn lessons. And as long as we can learn from them and keep more moving forward, they were great lessons. They were good lessons to learn. My Wolfpack group uh, is already talking about national. There's already, I mean, here it is, the very beginning of the year. Uh, I'm recording this on January 3rd and already conversations about national this year. Um, in my mindset, you know, with my showcases, I'm going to be preparing all year for the hobby's, hobby's biggest event, right? In the hobby, the biggest event in the hobby is national. So everything I do starting now, even starting, you know, my mindset, uh, really started in November, um, is preparing for this at these shows, finding, finding the right product for the national. So making these sales at all these shows is really just a preparation. Now I've been, I've been through this all last year, so I pretty much know, and I know the hobby is a little different right now. I understand that, but I pretty much know, I think the cards are the same, but the prices are different. So what I've been through in this last year, I've got my notes. I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm doing. And starting this year, I'll execute, right? And I've been executing. And I think a lot of this is just going to be a buildup to prepare for national. Um, speaking of the Wolfpack, uh, shout out to them and uh, our newest members. That's a new members uh, in the Wolfpack. Uh, cousin Oz and Cousin Tony from Cousins Collectibles Podcast. Welcome. Uh, Shane Norton, Sports Card Nobody Podcast. Welcome. And Carmine at Carmine's Cards, who's co-hosting the Crosstown Cardboard Podcast with our man Craig, uh, New York City Sports Cards. So welcome to Carmine. Um, and also just our current member, Dave G DJ Sports Cards, 86. Uh, and my brother in the hobby, Rob, sports card therapist, can't get through an episode without mentioning him. Uh, the pack is growing. Uh, it, it's exciting. It's exciting to, uh, you know, that's something that was put together uh, to bring some people together to help each other in the hobby. And it's something that's really taken taken on a life of its own and it's just unbelievable to see where it was and where it's going uh and and where it's going to be um definitely some great things in store for the wolf pack uh this next year and years to come so i'm looking forward to that i'm also looking forward to the show this weekend the new england card show so if you are in the area, if you're at the show, come by and see me. Say hello. Let's chat. It's this Saturday at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield, Mass. The only other show I have planned right now is White Plains show at the Westchester Marriott. Going to be down there with my guy, John, from Behind the Diamond, set up with him. 
at the uh, that is January 14th and 15th. And this weekend, um, this weekend, the setup, you know, it's 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 uh, it's the Springfield show, right? So it's uh, it's a lot of the local people around here, which I'm really really looking forward to seeing that. You know, I tried to with my with my moving and things that were going on in November and December. It just seemed like the local shows that I was trying to get out to a local show and just my dates would not match up that I could get out. So there's a good number of people that I've been messaging with that are, you know, like, man, I hope I see you soon. And, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Can be set up there with uh, with my guy Rob, sports card therapist, uh, collecting some content for uh, for next week's episode. And that's it. That's all I have for you this week. So uh, again, the office is not completed, so there'll just be one episode next week. Um, it is half painted now. It will be painted tomorrow, uh, and I'm hoping. By the beginning of next week, the electrician will put the lights and the outlets in, and I will be good to go. But next week will just be one episode, uh, and hopefully after that, moving forward, it'll be two a week. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.